Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. In that restaurant, I was the only like person that wasn't like coupled up. <laughs> <laughs> and... I bought myself two or three glasses of red. It was epic. I wow. took a photo or asked the waitress to take a photo of me, <laughs> send it to my boyfriend being like, happy Valentine's. A date for one. <laughs> Hi, my name is Daph. And I'm June. And you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender, where we delve into bucket lists of things to do before you turn 30. So we are on episode six today and the topic for today is splurge on something expensive that you've always desired. And June Mm. is going to read us the lovely blub. Yes. (laughs) You are about to end your 20s and you have a decent job fetching you a stable income. So don't you think you deserve a gift of something expensive? (laughs) Perhaps it's that watch or bag that you've been eyeing or the latest smartphone Or maybe it's an expensive dinner date with your partner or a relaxing retreat at a five-star spa. Spoil yourself. So we do have a special guest joining us today. We have one of our lovely friends, Juri, joining us today. Mm -hmm. Hi, Juri. Say hello. Hi, Juri. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello, Juri. How do you two know each other? So I actually met Juri through a mutual friend of ours, Jen. And I always Mm -hmm. like to say that I massively friend poached jury we met at a festival it was a new year's Falls festival it was Falls festival and we went to tasmania uh this was a long time ago i think at least 10 maybe 12 years wow, ago throwback. i think we got along pretty much instantaneously she was also my roommate when i was living in london for a brief period of time personally i feel like jury is one of my super driven, very great at life coaching slash career coaching Mm. friends. I have some of the most intense conversations with Jury, but also one of the most fulfilling conversations. Like an emotional hug. Yeah, but like also sometimes like emotional punch and then hug at the end. Right, (laughs) but a good balance. Good balance. Really, really appreciate having Jury joining us in this topic today. Welcome. I'm starstruck. Um, I guess I would just say, um, I mean, I, I would consider Daph to be one of my closest friends. And um, mm-hmm. my time in London was also, you know, probably something we'll talk about later, um, but a really difficult and challenging time for mm-hmm. me, but also so much more um, enjoyable because I was able to experience it <laughs> with Daph. So I'm based in mm-hmm. Sydney. Oh, I've actually been recently affected by COVID um, nineteen, um, and have been made redundant. But oh, no. no, I mean this is. I think it's a good thing. Um, so I, you know, I guess in terms of career, I have been in tech sales for the majority of the last decade. Mm. Separate to that, I like to write. So, you know, as I was showing June and Daph, I was doing some journaling and preparation for this. 
pages and pages of beautiful For this in my moleskin, yes. And Daph, I'm really yeah. curious, why jewelry? Why was she yes. a good pick for this episode? <laughs> so when this topic came around, mm-hmm. the first person I thought about was jewelry because from what I know of jewelry, she is probably one of the most frugal slash careful with money person. Like, not in a bad way at all. But I have also seen her be like, you know what? I want to buy something that's really great, great quality that might cost a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. But she's very thoughtful in terms mm. of how she spends her money. So I think it's a juxtaposition of, you know, view towards money and how jury spends it. What do you think about that, Jury? How did you feel when we approached you about this topic? Well, I think the other thing is, I think in this particular climate, I feel a little guilty Mm -hmm. for even taking part and having this conversation Mm -hmm. because what I consider to be not expensive, you know, maybe this is something Mm -hmm. that other people might think is ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact, some certain things that I've bought are ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, from my baseline. No, no, I think that I could I could put that without yeah. any disclaimer. I think yeah, I, <laughs> I have bought things yeah. um, straight up expensive and st- a straight up luxury. Mm. But I do agree with um, Daph in the sense that I was I struggled with this as a topic because when I was reflecting on it, I was like, what? Out of all of Daph's friends, <laughs> I'm the one that splurges the most. Like I I am the icon for that. What? <laughs> but I do, do recognize that there is um, that juxtaposition in my right. life because I I am really mm, I wouldn't say that I'm frugal, but definitely in parts of in in times when I have taken pay cuts and have been um, more intentional with my spending mm-hmm. I think the juxtaposition is I can see it clear as day it's crazy real but in other times when I you know feel like I'm um, you know have a little bit more cushion even then I'm very intentional with my mm-hmm. spending so should we kind of like get into the meaty bits of it yeah. and maybe that I'm going to start off really <laughs> easy. So what would you consider your most splurgy item? I'm making up words now. <laughs> the items you <laughs> the biggest you spl- Your biggest splurge. There you go. I thought really long and hard about this, um, but I think the biggest thing that I splurged on was I saved in my undergrad for three years to go live and study in Milan for a wow. year. And so in terms of the actual bank ama- bank account amount that I saved up and then spent throughout that year, that's probably the biggest splurge mm-hmm. that I would have done compared to any other um, smaller sort of like, um, you know, clothing mm-hmm. expense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't okay. match up. So then my question to all of you then is, what is your definition of splurge? Has that changed? You know, because we obviously read the blurb and when someone says, ooh, I'm going to splurge on something, it seems like it's only related to something like luxury goods, buying a, a designer handbag. I think that is the initial connotation of what the word splurge means. What do you guys think? Well, I don't think it necessarily has to be a material item. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to hear that Jury's first splurgiest yeah thing is it's an experience so in that sense I guess my definition of splurge is spending more than you might on something that adds value to your life ah okay cool. so it's like quite yeah broad yeah yeah interesting what about the two of you 
I think the definition of splurge has definitely changed for me the older I get. In my mm-hmm. early 20s, it was very much exactly that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm only making X amount of money and I should be spending this much on things and I'm going to buy this thing that's going to be a little bit out of my budget. So that would be what mm-hmm. I would consider a splurge. And it would be very much tied to going out to like fancy dinners or buying an expensive piece of clothing or shoes. But the older I get, that definition has definitely changed a bit more. So, you know, spending money to do a course, for example, or going mm-hmm. on a trip, something a bit more intentional, I guess. That's what, what my definition of splurge would be now compared to right. what it was when I was younger. Yeah, because I think there's part of you when you're entering your 20s that just wants to enter these adult spaces that you've never occupied before. Things that you associate with growing up that you think you need to do to be an adult in some ways. Mm, Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. And isn't it funny because all of us have redefined splurge as we've gotten older, Mm. starting off being a little bit technical. (laughs) So I looked this up earlier. Google defined splurge as an act of spending money freely or extravagantly. But I would amend that slightly with, you know, similar to what you said, June, around it being more experiential. Because I think splurge is also, I don't know how to articulate this well, but some of the bigger splurges that I've done of late is... I've actively taken a step back and I've chosen to be unemployed mm-hmm. for a period of time to pivot or redefine or be much more intentional about where it is that I want mm-hmm. to go. And I think that in a weird way is yeah. a splurge because unemployment is really expensive <laughs> and it's not just the opportunity cost of not earning money. If you are trying to reposition, whether it's through a course mm-hmm. or whether it's through um, moving overseas or what have you, like that, I think is a splurge in terms of time. I think overall, the reason why I do it is because I think it's a net positive, mm-hmm. but I definitely recognize mm-hmm. that's privilege. That's definite privilege. Definitely. So I want to understand the Milan story a little bit more so what inspired you to want to a pick Milan and then were there barriers along the way where you wanted to give up because three years is a really long time to be saving up with one financial goal in mind yeah oh my gosh this is gonna become so philosophical guys I love it (laughs) (laughs) as is my custom um so when I left high school I grew up as a fervent Christian. Mm. And in my latter years of high school, I really started um, struggling with that and really questioning that. And now as a 30 something year old, I am a straight up atheist. But it took me, I would say, at least six years to come to that Mm. point. And one of the most pivotal experiences in that six year period was my year in Milan. And so when I left high school, I knew the only thing that I knew for uni was that I wanted to live abroad for some period of time. And I didn't expect that to be a year, but I knew for it it needed to be at least six months because I wanted to understand who I was and who I would become without the context that I had in Sydney, in the Christian Korean community that I 
was raised in mm-hmm. and is was all I had ever known. And I knew that I had an affiliation towards Europe. Also, um, I think just as a, a history buff and someone that loves history and culture, I wanted to be in a melting pot. And so I knew I wanted to be in Europe. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any particular country that was my number one. Italy ended up being a really standout business school that offered enough courses in English. And so it was just a you know, overall a win-win, but it was a pragmatic choice. And then in terms of um, why it took so much time and effort to save up was, God, I'm so proud, Um, but I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to do it all on my own back. And my parents were, you know, immigrants to Australia. I don't even know if they would have been able to, but it would have been a real stretch for them to fund a year abroad for me. Mm I just did what I needed to do in order to save up enough. And I think at a certain point I was doing three jobs and yeah, uni. Wow. And I, I died. Yeah, I died and I realized that was not a good call. And so I dropped it back to two mm-hmm. jobs um, and uni. And I was bloody hell so frugal yeah. in those three years. Like I barely spent anything on myself and saved it all up such that I traveled almost every weekend whilst I was there. I also really changed my style and learned a lot about fashion and style Mm. whilst I was there. That's changed the way that I look at my life. I also, like, I brought my parents over and I um, paid for their trip because I had some money left over because I was such a bloody crazy person. See, this is why I mean, Shuri, like, I'm so... (laughs) You do this over and over. I've seen you do it. Yeah, I didn't know you paid for your Milan trip all on your own. Yeah. Oh, really? Did not know that. So that's, I would categorize that as the splurgiest. But talk to us about <laughs> your thought process that goes into it. Do you buy things to celebrate? Um, yeah, just generally, like your other splurge items that you have purchased and your thought process that goes into it. When I was living in London with you, so at the time, um, I'm still with my partner now, but at the time I was doing long distance with him. And it was Valentine's Day. I wanted to splurge on myself. You know, why can't a single woman, well, not single, but like someone who's in a long distance relationship, why can't they splurge? And so what I did was I went, we had this amazing steak restaurant downstairs. I splurged on a like pretty lavish um, steak and (laughs) Valentine's meal. And in that restaurant, I was the only like person that wasn't like coupled up. (laughs) And I bought myself two or three glasses of red. I had an entree. I had a main. I had a dessert. It was epic. I took a photo or asked the waitress to take a photo of me, (laughs) send it to my boyfriend being like, happy Valentine's. A date for one. (laughs) Um, A date for one. And so like, what do I splurge on? I splurge on experiences. I guess the Milan and the um, Mm. Valentine's Day thing (laughs) sort of fits into that category. And I also, I think I splurge on high quality things or what I consider to be high quality Mm. like leather shoes things that I think will stand the test of time Mm -hmm. I bought a leather jacket when I was in America in 2012 Mm -hmm. and I still wear that Mm -hmm. jacket and I also splurge on antiques yeah because I love to um, surround myself with beautiful things but I don't like buying artwork and I don't like I don't know I like having eccentric interesting old things around and Mm -hmm. so Uh, Most recently, I went to Port Macquarie and I bought this. 
It's like the front page of a newspaper from September 11, 1915, which oh. is ridiculous. And like just reading the ads on it is like bewildering and like so crazy. But I paid 50 Australian dollars for it and I'm going to frame it. Mm. Those types of things. High quality, stand the test of time. I am taking away that the way you spend your money is not just for the sake of being ostentatious, but it's very intentional. There's thought behind why you do it and and that ties in with the when side of things. So it's specific occasions where you want to make memories or it's like items that you know you'll use for a really long time. Yeah. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, oh, I have a fun question. <laughs> um, has there been an item that you would consider a splurge on that you regretted? I was going to ask all of you this question. Oh. I would like to know the most regretful splurge. I can't even because I'm just so ashamed. Um, but I feel like I've blocked this out from my memory because I just feel so guilty. Here we go. <sighs> okay. So- <laughs> it's going to be so delicious. <laughs> I think... I think this was like when I was in uni. So not even my money, like uh-huh. pocket money for my parents. I'm pretty sure I signed up to like a Pilates studio for a whole year and it didn't go once. <gasps> oh my no. god, damn. Pilates is so much more expensive yep. than yoga. Oh my gosh. Oh my I hope gosh. my dad never listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh no. Shit. Okay, I have one that is so, so shameful. And similarly, I have not talked about it with anyone, (laughs) try to bury it and forget about it. But it was my last year of high school. And I always had a job from like as young as I can remember, but I would never earn a lot because I would be studying and then any money that I earned was from the weekends or weeknights. And at the time, I think it was, I was working at Time Zone, which is this game arcade place (laughs) that you find near cinemas. So not a lot of money. But in malls, when there was this phase of these fake photography companies setting up a booth and recruiting young girls and saying, oh, we'll give you a free makeover, we'll do your hair for you, it's just going to be a fun occasion where it's you and your girlfriends. And at the time, because we were 17, we thought, what else do we have to do with our time? Let's go. We've never had a free makeover. So we went. Oh no. And the makeover itself was fine. The photo shoot was fun. We all had a blast, walked away. It was completely free. So we didn't pay a cent. But the thing was in the contract that you sign, you had to come back a week later to view these photos. So a week later, we all rock up, thought it would be all of us in the one room. We'd look at the photos, have a bit of a laugh and then say, ah, no, thanks we're good we want to go but the thing is they didn't do that what they did was they split each of us up so the four of us were in completely separate rooms we were completely vulnerable and they had two or three strong sales staff this is like hard selling techniques and they 
wouldn't let us leave so I think wow. we were stuck there for an hour and this is just an hour of them just showing you the photos and saying things like you'll never be this young again you'll regret it if you don't buy them now they're destroyed the moment you walk out of here and I guess oh and the last thing that convinced me was the sales lady said all of your friends are buying it so anyway after this hour I'm very traumatized but I've spent I think it was a thousand dollars and that's a what? lot of money to me at the time oh my I spent a thousand dollars on these photos that is a lot of money and that would have taken me weeks and weeks and weeks to save up but I bought them and I was like oh dear lord thank god we can get out of here at least all of us like are in the same boat oh my god anyway so I walk out and turns out all of my friends had successfully said no so I was the weakest link <laughs> so then I was stuck with this one <laughs> for three years and I was so ashamed I've like hidden the photos and then when my mum found them she was so mad with me and yeah so that was my most shameful splurge I felt wow. violated I don't think that's a splurge though that's like that's not a splurge that's, that's trauma, trauma. <laughs> although to be fair like if I'm deeply honest I'm a little inspired by the tactics <laughs> that is so awful that is so awful and so well strategized oh, so oh my mad. god all right jury okay so I like that entire time I was like trying to think mm-hmm. of something that I truly regret but for every single big splurge item that I can think of I regret nothing. <gasps> I love them all. Every single one. I love them. I love it all. Wow. There that is go. best case scenario, right? Because <laughs> if you love it, you're going to use so it. Good. And then it's not as expensive. Yeah. Daph, do you have any splurgiest moments that you would like? Not regretful ones. Mm. Happy ones. <laughs> the one item that I did think it was a splurge that I still have and use today are my pair of glittery Swarovski Melissa flats. I saw a girl Mm. wear them once. It took me one year to find out what they were. Super sparkly, like Cinderella shoes. Um, I got them when I was maybe in my 20, early 20s, and I still wear them today. So I've had 10 years of them and all the crystals are still stuck on them. So they're still wow. still Amazing. great condition. That is um, testament to craftsmanship because yeah, everyone knows a good diamante fall off every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I recently spent $130 on a camping chair. Just for some context, you can get camping chairs from maybe $10, $20. But yes, I went out of my way and got this super expensive camping chair because it's super lightweight. It packs up really small. And yeah, I thought about it for about three to four months before going, it's summer. I'm going to buy a camping chair. That's amazing that you thought about it. Can I just say the juxtaposition on those two items is incredible. <laughs> One Cinderella princess shoe with Skorowski's crystals and then and then a light camping chair <laughs> this is what 10 years does yes mind you you'll probably wear them at the same time you'll yeah. use the camping chair with your shoes on <laughs> so ski crystal uh, how about yourself june i recently finished watching that netflix documentary minimalists that show together with the financial independence movement really align with where I'm at in terms of how I spend my money. The one thing that did come to mind was back when James and I were getting engaged, I remember thinking that it was really unfair that I got this lovely shiny piece of jewelry that I really adored 
and the men like he didn't get anything he just got a yes and that was it at the time i thought it would be really symbolic if i buy him a, a timepiece as a memento to our like marriage engagement and i'd never spent that much money on one item Mm-hmm. No, at that point not even my car was worth that price so yes that was definitely wow. the biggest item and then in more recent history I thought my iPad was one and yeah similar to what Jury was saying I have zero regrets about that because even though it was really expensive it it let me explore my creativity in a way that I haven't been able to in a really long time and on that happy note Thank you for your insights, Jury. Any yeah. final thoughts on this topic before we jump into the FAQs? Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was so wonderful. <laughs> I love this. I think something that I am grateful for is, I don't know, is it an immigrant mindset to be frugal? I think that mm-hmm. that level of intentionality has actually proven well because I've never honestly asked myself, you know, whether I do regret any of my purchases. Like I said, in my earlier 20s, there were many things that I did regret. But I mm-hmm. think after a particular point in time, in the last five years, say, there's nothing that I've purchased that I that I would consider to be a splurge that I regret. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that's, a, that's okay. That's really, really good. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> with my spending. Yeah. yeah. Some people never learn this in their lifetime saving and spending it and spending intentionally Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. i do think it's because you started also quite young you first did it when you were fresh out of uni and i think it's one of those (laughs) very similar to any muscle like you flex your muscle you train your muscle and then you get better over the years and in a way that year that you had in milan where you were experimenting really Mm -hmm. allowed you to find your sense of style and sense of self earlier so now you're reaping the benefits of that investment yeah no i love it Now's the point in our podcast where we ask our guests some F frequently asked questions. I'm going to kick it off. Jury, what's one thing you're really proud of that you did before you turned 30? Living abroad, I think, is really is something that I'm so proud of. Both the year in Milan as well as the, the year and a bit in London. That is what I would point to that I'm really proud of. Second question, what's one thing you would recommend everyone try before they turn 30? I have a thought. I have a thought. Um, Share your thought. One thing I'd recommend everyone to try before 30 is try being single. Ooh, something people don't have to try. Sometimes it's not a choice. I remember times in my life being why? To be fair, there were many years that I felt like that before I was mm-hmm. 30. But I think you can be a good single person and you could be a bad single person. Like I think the quality of your singledom is very much affected by your attitude and your perspective. Mm. And so what's mm. the one thing that I would recommend everyone try before they turn 30 is to be a high quality single person. If it wasn't for the life experiences that I've had, as well as you know, I mentioned in terms of experimenting with style, experimenting with ideas and what I believe and, you know, who I want to be, and then continuing to celebrate, you know, even in a couple or even, you know, in a relationship to celebrate Valentine's or occasions to your sense of self or yeah. go on mini travels, doing things like that, I think is still really important. And you can always strive to do that in a way that's more meaningful for you and more true to your authentic self. 
um, mm. before you turn 30. It's kind of like know yourself. I feel like this in and outside in of a relationship. It's like mm. a re- such a good mm. topic because I have so yeah. many questions, <laughs> but I will move on to question number three. I can't say three. <laughs> the last question. Something you would like to say to your 40-year-old self? First of all, these are such good questions, aren't they? Bloody hell. In this episode, I've been able to share so much of my, just like my perspective and my level of intentionality with things. I'm a big believer in cultivating your strengths, but every strength has a weakness. And the sort of underbelly of my level of intentionality, some would consider that overthinking, uh, a level of intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that, you know, it's only been in the last maybe year or two that I've really even started experimenting with play. I have such a difficult time, quote unquote, playing. What do you mean by that? For example, the scribbles, the little drawings that I do on the side, that things that are so pure, they quickly become tainted in my mind with, oh, how can I monetize this? Oh. You know, I can, I, can, I can do portraits for people. Maybe I should do this as a side hustle. Mm. It becomes really economical really quickly. Mm. And so that's something that I struggle with. And that's something that I've really been trying to build as a muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I've only really been building it and, and doing that in the last um, maybe year and a half. And so something that I'd like to say to my 40-year-old self is Mm. there are so many sides of you. You are inherently a creative and playful and fun person. If you don't, if you don't exercise that, it's not that you'll lose it, but that'll be such a shame. Mm -hmm. So um, continue to cultivate that and further that side to yourself. That's Mm. what I would say. (sighs) So insightful. Yeah, in some ways, it's just this capitalist lie that we have to monetize all of our creativity. It's absolutely not true, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. play for the sake of play is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That about wraps up our episode. Thank you again, Jury. This was such a pleasure and delight getting to explore what intentionality and thoughtfulness looks like in the world of splurging. Do you want to tell us what the next episode is about? So next episode, we're on episode seven. It's a Mm -hmm. saucy topic that actually scares June and I a little bit. The topic (laughs) for next episode is be able to ask for what you want in bed. Mm -hmm. All right, so still a bit of unknown to this episode, but we hope you guys tune in and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Find Jury on Scribbles by Jury on instagram she has lots of thoughtful ideas and musings on life and if you enjoyed this episode give us a rating and as per usual let us know if you have any comments we'll catch you the next episode have a good one everybody bye 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 hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade.